Hey, it's Amaya K, and welcome or welcome back to Amaya's Take. Today's episode, I'm joined with a special guest to give our takes on dating in your 20s. Today's guest has 1.3 million followers on TikTok and is best known for his how to be a gentleman and posit- pause and positivity rant series on TikTok. If you haven't guessed him by now, I'll be talking with Jolie, Jolie the chef, also known as Christian. And I hope this, this conversation helps, heals, and inspires you. Now Today, let's get into the quote about, of the day. Um, dating in your 20s. So the first thing I want to um, say is the quote of the day, which is actually from your TikTok, uh, one of your TikToks. And you <laughs> say, marriage itself is codependency so yeah so i got that from one of your tiktoks to kick it off so if you would like to elaborate oh and my question is can can codependency be a good thing absolutely (laughs) okay that's like i feel like marriage can be a synonym for codependency Like, you're dependent on another person. So it can be a good thing in a sense of, like, if you think of marriage slash codependency as teamwork, then, yeah, it's a very good thing. You're both, like, putting your upbringing and your values and everything that's been instilled in you, and you're, like, two people bringing that together to now move forward with life, potentially start a family, potentially instill that into a brand new life who's then going to move on to do that with the next generation so I mean yeah I think in a lot of ways codependency is a very um it can be a derogatory word because society looks at it like uh, like codependency is a bad thing but like in the sense of marriage and then in the in the sense of teamwork and building something codependency can be a good thing um when would you say it turns bad i would say codependency turns bad when you lose the ability to be independent so for example just hypothetically let's make it me and you let's make me you a married couple right Mm -hmm. and then let's say if i didn't have you in my life i could not live so if i didn't have you in my life i don't know how to take care of my bills I don't know how to wake up on time I can't get myself to certain places I can't maneuver and travel as an independent adult human that's a problem that's where codependency starts becoming where you can't I can't operate independently of you like Mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things does that make sense (laughs) at least that's how I think about it what do you think yeah that makes perfect sense because I agree wholeheartedly if you can't function without that other person then there's something wrong and that also puts puts a lot of pressure on that other person to be your everything like Mm -hmm. you know because because there's like um there are different people for different things and I'm not talking about like you know 
polygamy. I'm just talking about uh, you have space for different people to mean different things to you. Like, right. you know I mean? so like not all one person is going to be your like everything. That's what having um, f- friends and family is for, you know? Absolutely. So my next question uh, would be, what what is your favorite thing about yourself? Like, what is the one thing you love most about yourself? I never thought about that. Um, hmm. I think my ability to anticipate how others might feel before I speak is like a really big thing with me. And like the more I like experience, the older I get and the more I like go out and just interact and whatnot, the more I see where like that's, I guess, a blessing to have because like a lot of people don't have that where people will just like speak (laughs) without thinking, without like, thinking about how others might feel without having social cues or social awareness. And I feel like, I feel like my social awareness is a blessing sometimes. Yeah. Cause like a lot of people will just say whatever is on their mind. And sometimes that may not be the best thing, even though it might be true, you got to still have tact and like, you know, awareness enough to know I shouldn't say this in that way to that person. Cause that's might hurt them, hurt their feelings. So your awareness and your like empathy that's what it sounds like kind of so your awareness and your empathy is what you love most about yourself and how about yourself um me I love that I am a very kind and sweet person and I used to not like that and people like would say oh you're so like you know like you know innocent and very like you know uh, naive and now I'm like you know, I don't think that's such a bad thing that I have the capacity to just be genuine and kind to people openly. Um, but as I've gotten older, I've learned to be more wise about the people that I choose to, you know, care about and love because you, you can't love everybody so deeply or else uh, you'll get hurt. So I try yeah. to be wiser about who I choose to spend my time with. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you used to like, not like the fact that you were so kind because you felt like certain people would take advantage of that and certain people would use that against you. Yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. yeah. I would feel very like, like people would just take my kindness as if I'm weak and as if I'm, um, as if I'm just like weak, you know? And so, which I'm not weak I, I'm at all. So, um, yes. But now as I've gotten older, I'm like, it's actually, it's actually kind of like a superpower to my extent, you know, to just be able to be who I am without thinking about what other people are going to think about me. Absolutely. So that I just wanted to like ask you that ahead um because because I know a lot of people don't really don't really think about um what is 
the one thing that they really like about themselves. Yeah, I was about to say, I've never really like thought about that. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of times we're so hard on ourselves and stuff. So I wanted to just put that out there for anybody else. Ask yourself that question too. Absolutely. So my first question is, um, what is one word you would use to describe your dating experiences in your 20s? Um, enlightening. Enlightening. <laughs> enlightening. Elaborate. Um, I learned a lot from everyone that I've been in so far. I mean, I'm only 25, so like I'm only like halfway through. <laughs> but um so far like I would say I've learned from everyone, like every relationship I've been in thus far in my 20s. Mm-hmm. As you should. You should definitely learn from every experience. I would say my my one word to describe um Mine would just be kind of like, I would say I'm very intentional about who I choose to spend my time with and stuff. Like, yeah, I I would say intentional. And then just in general, from what I've seen, like my friends and, and just in different people, I would say hookup culture is definitely uh, prevalent in, in, uh, in your 20s. Right. Eh, I feel like hookup culture is more prevalent like in the early 20s, though. Yeah. See, and that's where I'm at. I'm 22. Yeah. I'm still in the early 20s. It starts to like taper off once you like leave college. Mm, okay. And it's like, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's still prevalent. It's still happening. Yeah. But it's not as like right there. Or at least for me, it was that way because like for me, I was on campus, so I was, like, at the school. So I was on campus, and then I lived, like, right off campus. But everybody's, like, right there, so it's easy to, like, have just mad options at your disposal. They're like, come to my room. Come to right. My it's room. just like, yeah, you send a quick text. Yeah, be like, what oh, What you doing? You up? That's the, that's the mm-hmm. big one. So <laughs> the next question I would say is, do you agree – or or do you agree or disagree? I'm not sure I understand. Siri is doing too much. Oh. Do you agree or disagree that our um generation is um connected but also less connected now on with social media and everything like that? Like, do I feel like we're connected but less connected on yeah. social media? Yeah. So, like, what do you mean? Like, okay, um, I would say people don't really have have interpersonal skills like mm-hmm. this. They don't like to talk on the phone. A lot of people, oh, you know, don't really like to like have conversations outside of Instagram, Twitter, texting. They don't really like to do this like face to face phone call and stuff like that. So and oh, that right. yeah, I feel like that has a lot to do with um 
the attention span of people nowadays because of social media and because of just like media in general, like people used to be able to go to the, like going to the movies used to be a huge thing. Mm. People could sit there for two to three hours and consume an entire movie. Could you imagine like asking a 14 year old kid nowadays to consume a whole movie when there's TikTok and he can consume like 57 movies within the span of like 30 minutes. Yeah. So I feel like, I feel like the same thing applies to interaction and being social with people where it's like, okay, I could spend 30, 45, an hour, hour and a half, a full day with one person talking to this one person, or I could be on my phone and scroll and like talk to the world. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people kind of just operate like that. It's not healthy, but. Cause I'm like, we don't talk to each other any like, anymore because even even if i'll go out with like friends i'll notice i'm on my phone we're all on our phones and we're like supposed to be spending Mm -hmm. time with each other but we're like on the phone at dinner and we're like what are we doing so um i have a rule i'm like let's put put away the phones to actually like talk to each other and catch up you know just Mm -hmm. to just check in with each other and see what's going on because I feel like I I feel like it's important to have emotional intimacy with your friends too to keep it kind of like going and so it's not just so surface level even though you you do have friends where it's just hey it's just like hey what's up how you doing and it's just very like like you know surface level but then there are friends where it's like we're really cool and it's Mm. like let's chop it up like let's talk about some stuff so i think that's important too yeah um next okay so the next question would be do you agree with this statement or disagree that um that um some people date or seek partners to to um escape being lonely. And is that dating just in general? Um, I mean, I don't know. Like there's gotta be some people that do it for that reason, but I mean I don't wanna I don't know because I can't like speak on why people date. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would assume, I mean, the ultimate reason is just for companionship at the mm-hmm. end of the day. But like, and I guess in that way, like seeking companionship is in a way escaping loneliness, kind of like a glass half full versus glass half empty type of deal. But like, so in that sense, I guess so. But I wouldn't say that's necessarily like the driving force, like for everybody, you know? Yeah. Uh, what is the difference between being alone and then feeling lonely? Because I feel mm. like those two things can kind of go hand in hand because it's like the like same word, but it's two different feelings because, yeah. because uh, you could be content being, you know, alone per se, but like l- lonely seems like it's like, it's more of a negative connotation. Well, yeah, um, 
I feel like being alone is just a state of being. So, like, you can be alone and be by yourself. However, and that's just, like, the state of what you are. You're technically by yourself. You're not with anybody right now. However, that doesn't speak on, like, how you feel emotionally. Mm. So, like, for example, I'm in this house alone right now. That's cool. But if I were to say I'm in this house feeling lonely, that speaks on how I feel emotionally. And, of course, that would be a negative feeling. But <laughs> I feel like that's, like, the biggest difference between those two. Yeah. Um, I was recently having a conversation with with um with a friend of mine and we were talking about how um how at times people can can want to be in a relationship but just based off of how it's perceived or what it looks like to like you know the rest of the world and not necessarily really think about what it is to be in a like you know um in a, a like relationship. And so uh, my question to you uh, would be, have you noticed um, people maybe like, you know, are romanticizing finding love and being in love and like, and kind of having a kind of daydream thought about what it, what it is to be in a relationship and have this perfect, you know, um, relationship. Wait, so I'm confused. I'm sorry, I got lost. So, what's the question? <laughs> my question is, uh, my question is, um, do you or have you noticed people maybe like um, romanticizing finding love? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's what everybody does, though. So, mm -hmm. like, that's the whole point. Like, why would I not romanticize finding love? Like, mm -hmm. I wouldn't imagine, like, the love of my life or true love is anything more than, like, something fantastic and, like, majestic and, like, magical and all those mm -hmm. Disney words that you might think of. So, like, I think... Yeah, but I think that's what's, like, that's natural, because why wouldn't I romanticize, like, finding the love of my life, you know? Yeah. Because it's, like, that's the end goal. And then with that, you would imagine happiness. You would imagine growth. You would imagine, like, like I said, all those <laughs> nice words. So I think we do, but I think, like, it's natural. I think it's natural, but it, but it can also be to to kind of like a detriment because because then we can put people in a box to only be that version of what you dream of them being and you haven't even met the person yet and then you can kind of be like well I didn't really sign up for this I signed up for the fairy tale not the reality of it because because the the um the um a reality is things go up and down and i feel like we pay a lot of attention to the like butterfly magical feeling but that may not always be there you know what i'm saying so just okay so just to clarify you're you're saying 
like people aren't willing to put in the work when things get rough in the relationship like is yeah. that what you're kind of speaking yeah. on yeah okay gotcha like when um, they say stuck in that feeling oh so you're saying like people go into a new relationship into like the fairy tale honeymoon stage and yeah. then when that wears off they're not willing to like put in the work to maintain the relationship because the honeymoon stage worn off has yeah. worn off mm-hmm. oh yeah definitely relationships like that mm-hmm. yeah um and in that sense that's not healthy but <laughs> that's not healthy at all to like to just be like this is not what i signed up for because because a relationship in itself is, is going to be up and down anyways you know it's going to have it's like great times it's going to have it's like not so great times but it just matters how y'all kind of like get through it, you know? Right. That's what is the biggest thing. Um, so my question is, um, do do um safety and trust go hand in hand? So in order to feel safe, do you have to trust that person or even trust yourself enough? And that because I had thought about safety and trust and the only way for for like me it would be is that to feel safe in something I have to trust that that person is gonna you know do right by me so like in what sense of the word like or what do you mean when you say the word safe or safe in what sense or do you mean like secure yeah, safe in a relationship and secure in that relationship that that person is not going to intentionally cause harm to you, like emotional harm or, yeah. Oh, so secure. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like trust and security go hand in hand. Like, if I don't trust you, how would I feel secure in being solidified with you? Um, yeah, I feel like you can't have one without the other. You can't have security without trust and you can't have trust without security, like reinforcing that trust. I agree. Um, so another question I have is are, are like relationships in itself safe? The idea of getting into one is is it safe no <laughs> not, at like, yeah. <laughs> not at all it's um yeah yeah it's like it's a gamble it's the gamble you're literally like putting your trust in another human that isn't you that has another mind outside of yours that doesn't think the same as you that thinks of their thoughts outside of you and you have to trust that all that person's thoughts align with yours that's a huge gamble and a huge risk love is an extremely illogical concept so like it's yeah it's not like if you think about love from a logical standpoint it doesn't make sense at all you're gonna sit there and like you know yourself you trust yourself and you're gonna put all that and just like allow another person to have a go at that. No, that doesn't make any sense. So <laughs> knowing that you have to go into it like fully illogical and 
so no, I would not say that like it's safe. I would say it's a huge gamble and it's a huge risk, but like the reward, it's love itself, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's the like ultimate um goal and reward is to find love, a meaningful love that will last, you know, mm -hmm. long term. So my question that kind of goes with this is do you believe in soulmates? No. You want to elaborate? <laughs> um, sure. Mm -hmm. So for soulmates, like the idea that I know behind soulmates is that it's you and another person on this earth that are tied together and meant for each other. Okay. From a Christian standpoint, I believe in soulmates. From mm -hmm. a logical standpoint, I don't believe in soulmates, if that makes sense. So from a Christian standpoint, I believe that everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. So I believe that the person you end up with, the person you end up marrying and staying with for the rest of your life is a person that the Lord intended for you to, because I feel like the Lord has, has a plan. But from a logical standpoint, I feel like you can make things work if you put in the work with multiple different people. So there's not like, I feel like if I were to date such and such and I was to have the wherewithal and the willpower and just, I just had it in me to put in that work, to make it work with that person and make that person my one, then I could make that person my soulmate. I could do the same with you. I could do the same with anyone else I date. I could like, you know, so you could make a person your soulmate. However, I do feel like there's a person that the Lord does have intended for you. I believe that too. I believe that ultimately there's somebody out there for everybody. It's yeah. just a matter of like finding that person or y'all two coming in, in contact with one another. I do believe that, which is so crazy and wild to think about that it's like, that it's like there's a person out here and you're just going through life. And then once you find that person or that person finds you, vice versa, whatever, it's like it'll just it'll like make sense. But here's why I want to like put out a warning and tell people to be careful about that, because. Like kind of like how you said earlier people, a lot of people get caught up on this ideal of soulmates and they think of perfection. So they think about soulmates and they think, okay, bet, this is going to be my perfect puzzle piece click match. And then we're not going to have to put in no work. We're just going to fit in, like, we just going to fit together like white on rice. We're going to fit together like mustard and ketchup on hot dogs, whatever. But they're not going to think they have to put in any work because they just think everything is supposed to just flow because we're such a perfect soulmate, soul tie match. Yeah. So now when something does come up, such kind of like how you were speaking on earlier, and it's like, oh, we're supposed to be perfect. Why like, why do we have this discrepancy here? Why does this person think this way and I think this way? So now that whole like romanticized idea of like having a soulmate that you were speaking on earlier that they had in their head is kind of like not working out the way they thought it was going to. Now they're like, oh, maybe this isn't my soulmate. When it could have been if they would have put in the work. Yeah, because, so like, okay, I'll continue, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. 
No, uh, anything worth having is is going to be work. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's what I had to say. But you continue. No, I was just gonna say. Um, that's why I feel like I agree with the idea of soulmates because I do feel like there's a person that the Lord does have intended for everybody. However, I feel like don't get too caught up in the like in romanticizing the idea of a soulmate so much that like you think that this is going to be flawless just because it came from the Lord doesn't mean that it's flawless and you don't have to do any work to it. Yeah. Because you know that's just like with like people I'm going to speak on like I'm like, you know, a Christian standpoint, we're all like very good beings. Like, you know, in the Bible, it says that. And, but we're not without flaws. That doesn't mean that, and we're constantly working to get better and be better. So it's the same in relationships, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, so should, should you go into a, into a relationship with expectations? Why or why not? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, you should go into a relationship with expectations, standards, and boundaries. Um, why? Because without that, you have zero guidelines. You have zero rules. So if I go into this relationship and I don't expect nothing out of you, then you could just be whatever. There's nothing, there's no standard for you to live up to. There's nothing. If I go into it with no boundaries, you could do whatever. And I can't say nothing because I never set any boundaries. I never set any expectations of you. So like, that's, I feel like that's at that point, we're just openly dating. <laughs> Mm. We're not really, like trying to move forward as a committed like relationship without boundaries, expectations, and standards. Yeah, because that's important. Because if you don't have that, and then you try to like move as a unit, and there's no clear cut, mm. like what is the expectation, what is the angle, what is the purpose of this, then it leaves for like room for people to get hurt on both sides. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That is like, like. We have to like talk about it and communicate those things in order for it to even be a thing. And it, and I know it's like uncomfortable to talk about those things, but you have to have the uncomfortable conversation, you know. Mm -hmm. So this question came from when when you asked it um, to me earlier on. Um, you said or the other uh... the other time that we got on okay. here. Um, it was about we had talked about it and it was um it was about um is it ever too late for love oh right okay yeah and then the the um second part of the question was um is it better to have loved and lost or to never love at all right so, yeah so my question um the first one is is um um is it <clears throat> enough or no, no not as love enough is is it um too late to find love or when is it too late 
Or it's never too late to find love. Like, yeah, it's never too late. It's never too late to do anything. Well, but like, it's never too late to find love. I mean, kind of like I was saying, I think what I was saying the last time about it, like, it's never too late to do anything necessarily however like the longer you wait the less you get to enjoy it the less you get to master it you know yeah. like for example if i start martial arts as a 14 year old and i train up through my 30s by the time i'm 40 i'm gonna be a master at whatever martial art i've been training at however if i go throughout my childhood and then i go throughout my 20s and then at 35, I decide, hey, I think I'm going to pick up Taekwondo at 40. Do you think I can call myself a master at that? Mm -mm. So, like, not to say that at six, at 50, 60, I can't be a master at it. However, like, that's just less time I get to enjoy being a master at my craft and, like, doing what I do, you know? Yeah. So I feel the same thing applies to love and marriage and relationships. Um it's never too late to find love. It's never too late to get in a relationship, get married, find the person that was intended for you. However, I mean, if that's something you want to do and you want to spend your time with another person and build and like have a partnership with somebody, it would behoove you to get on that and master being mm. codependent with that person, you know? Yeah. And to like prepare yourself to like, to be what you like want to be so like you know for for all my like you know girls out there prepare yourself to be a wife do like wifely things just like within like yourself so that means like have a clean like house a clean home like make sure stuff like you're uh, you are operating in whatever your vision of a wife is like you know those things go into maintaining like being an independent adult or a functioning adult yeah like being able to cook and clean and all that stuff i feel like everybody should be able to do that yeah. regardless yeah. but i feel like the values you have and how you interact socially should like reflect what you intend or the goal that you have a relationship so if you intend on like being somebody's husband or being somebody's wife you should operate as if like that's what you intend on being someday so for example like there's certain things I wouldn't do when I go out just because like at some point I want to be viewed as somebody's husband and then at some point like I don't want somebody to walk up to my wife and be like, man, your husband was wilding back in the day. Like, he used to, da -da 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 -da, like, because at some point I want to be somebody's husband, you know? Like, I don't need, like, people embarrassing my wife because of stuff I did before she was my wife and things of that nature. Like, so I operate um, based off that. And I feel like that's important. <laughs> <laughs> and the second part of the question is, um, is it better to have loved and to lost or just to to have never loved at all? <laughs> um, I don't even know. That is your question. You, you know. can't do that. <laughs> it's your question. 
Better have loved than lost and never have loved at all. Like, that, but that's my thing. The point is to not lose it. Like, well, yeah, but like, uh, we can love multiple different people in different ways. I'm gonna say know? loved and lost because you can at least learn lessons from that. Yeah, you can learn a lot from loving and losing, and you can take that loss and you can turn that into motivation. To find love again. Oh, I was saying like in the gym. Oh. <laughs> okay. But that too. <laughs> You're like, Two no, like, ago, like not my last one, but the one before that. When I got out that relationship, I like weighed a lot more than I was comfortable with personally. And I had to like self-assess. And then on top of that, I was like back out on the market. So like I had to use that heartbreak as like feeling the gym. Mm-hmm. He was like, I got to get back out there. You like, I look, I got to yeah. think about it. I got to be like, did I let myself go? Like, you're like, let's get this together. You know? I let myself be go. sad for like two weeks. And then I was in the gym every single day. That's good. That you like bounce back within like two weeks. That is resilient. So. Uh, you, whoa, I did not bounce back. Well, not bounce back. But like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you got yourself up and you were like, I'm not going to stay in the sadness. You know, because that's like the like hardest thing is to keep going even when you're like upset and sad, you know? Well, that's the difference. I did stay in the sadness, mm. but it was like fuel though. It was like, ah, I'm sad and I'm about to run until I'm not. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you use it as like fuel to keep going and you're like, I'm going to be in this, but I'm going to like use it. Yeah. <laughs> See, like, at least that's how it was for that time. See, I get sad, like, I just be sad, and I just, so see, I have to, like, think about, it, like, no, we're not going to be sad anymore, we have to now keep going forward, like, be sad right now, but, like, let's push to do better, yeah. so. You gotta have that, like, inner motivation, you know? Yeah, because I just, I can't be sad, I'm one of the people I cry, like, I just, like, just <laughs> I'm not sad. I need to, like, get in the mindset of, like, we gotta work and keep going. So the next question I have is, is, um, does love have a time limit? Wait, I thought we did this one. <laughs> it's recording now. Uh, oh, we talked about it. Like, okay. So, so like, does love have like a point where like, you know, love isn't enough in a relationship? Oh, right. Um, so, like, when is love not enough? Like, the feeling of just loving somebody yeah. not enough in a relationship? Yeah. Um, I feel like periodically you should have the ability to step back and look at your relationship from, like, an outward perspective. And I feel like the point where it gets to where just the feeling of loving somebody is not enough to keep you in that relationship is when you look at the relationship and notice that there's a lack of reciprocation. So if you look at that relationship and you see, yeah, we are not on the same page, not in this. And that's not to say that things are always going to be 50, 50 or a hundred, a hundred or whatever, and things of that nature. But if you look at your relationship and you're just like, yeah, like this person does not like, I'm pouring way more into this and this person is just taking. Yeah. 
from me, then yeah, love is not enough to keep you in that relationship. And it's time to step back. You're like, I gotta love myself more than I love this person and being in this relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's nothing worse than like pouring so much into a person and then you lose yourself in the relationship to where it's like, you know, negatively affecting you now. Absolutely. So the last question I have is faithfulness versus um, being um, a loyal. And this came from your TikTok about it. So I was wondering if you could elaborate on it. Yes. Um, so I feel like there's a difference between being faithful and being loyal. Um, I, I looked up the definition of those two words. Um, I don't remember, of course, the definition verbatim. However, mm-hmm. the main difference that I gathered from the two dictionary definitions of those two words is that faith is more, it's less shakable. So loyalty is more situational so i'm loyal to the i'm loyal to my country because i'm from there or i live there i'm loyal to this football team because i'm from that city and everybody around me does that i'm loyal to like these maryland driving laws because i drive in maryland Mm -hmm. however i'm faithful to the lord i don't like i feel like faith is more so it's not always beneficial to you. So all of my loyalties are beneficial to me. I'm loyal to the laws in Maryland because not being loyal to the laws in Maryland would get me in jail in Maryland. I'm loyal to like, I'm loyal to my, well, I don't have a landlord because I pay a mortgage, but I'm loyal to my bank because that's who has my money. Mm -hmm. If they didn't have my money, then I wouldn't be loyal to my bank. However, faith, is more so I'm rocking with you regardless of what you do, regardless of whether or not you're benefiting me at the time. So you could be working on you. You could be, say you're, I know you're a nurse, you're in nursing school. Say you're dating someone, someone who is loyal to you is going to be loyal to you because, okay, of course, like you're my girlfriend, you're this, you're that, like, I like you, this, you're pretty. Okay. Whatever. However, someone who's faithful to you is going to be nights where you can't talk and you have to focus on your nursing degree and you have to focus on trying to get to where you want to be and you have to focus on leveling up and they can't be your priority and nothing that you're doing is benefiting them and they still put you as number one and they're still faithful to you and they're still like, yeah, she has this going on and I'm going to still do all these things for her because I'm faithful to her. I feel like that's more faith based than loyalty based. I'm gonna stick beside him. <coughs> exactly. <laughs> that's faith. That's faith. I'm gonna no, stick beside him. That's an exact him. example of faith. I'm gonna ride for him. Okay. Honestly, that is a perfect example of faith. That is faith. I'm gonna stick beside him because I literally <laughs> I thought about it in two different ways. Um, one one way when I first um watched your um TikTok. I thought of it kind of kind of as in faithful as in marriage in a way and then a loyalty in in like you know a um a um, dating um relationship. 
So I kind of was like, like you can be faithful in a marriage and you can be loyal in a in a dating um relationship. And then the um second way I kind of thought of it while you were just talking was um oh my god, I lost it. I think I lost it. But it was just lost it but as hopefully it'll come back to me but if not um do you have a question about what you just said mm, yeah so you said the difference for you is like in dating is more dating is more loyalty based and then marriage is where you're like faithful to your spouse and things of that nature for you what would you say the difference between those two so like being loyal to your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your Mm -hmm. non-marital partner versus being faithful to your marital partner what's the difference between those two actions to me being like being loyal in a dating sense i would be okay i rock for you until 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 it compromises me spiritually mentally and emotionally to be with you in a mm -hmm. dating um way and i think marriage is where we have gotten to a point to where i know you as a person enough to say i trust you and i feel safe enough in this relationship to where i want to work with you through all these different pathways of life like, you know what I'm saying? Why wouldn't you want to do that? I feel like someone who made your boyfriend. I feel like dating is like, it's like we're together. We're like together, but like, but there's still, I feel like there's still a. There's like less time you together. Yeah. Less time. And then also it's not as like safe as yet to be like, oh, I'm sticking beside him. Because it's like, it's like that person could still leave or they could still leave either way is what I'm saying. But I feel like a marriage is more like, 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 no, we, we both rock for each other in that same way. There's more legal security. Hmm? There's more legal security. In the yeah, there's just like more security in that sense in my head than it is in a dating like you know um like relationship but but like maybe a discussion uh um, would like you know need to be had to feel as safe of being like okay like like I trust you so now it's like we have to like work together in that sense of like uh of making me feel safe in that sense and then not faithful as in like, you know, cheating. I don't like, you know, subscribe to that. I'm like, we just cut it off if if, if you want to cheat. But right. more so as in being like, I'm never going to leave. Like, you know, or I'm not going to leave. To me, I would feel safer in a marriage, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I just would personally, like emotionally, spiritually, I just would feel safer in a marriage, even though it could go sideways in either part. Either way, it, it could go sideways. But that's the risk of being in love. Like, it could 
it could work and then it could not. But we don't think about like being like, we're we're not saying, okay, it's not gonna work. We're like going to focus on it working out and and trying to work, like work it out for it to work in that sense. Right. Yeah. So thank you so much for for being here and doing this. Oh, wait, that was the last question? Yeah, that was the last question. Oh. <laughs> uh, like, do you have anything else um, that you would want to add to like dating in your 20s to wrap everything up? Um, yeah, be careful out there. Um, <laughs> be careful out there in the streets. <laughs> yeah, be, please be careful out there. There is, it's a crazy world we live in. So make sure that you all are safe. Make sure that you take the necessary precautions um, in the dating world when you're meeting people, when you're getting to know new people, make sure that like, you're not linking up with shady folks, especially yeah. because we've been talking about like dating in your 20s. So I'm talking mm -hmm. specifically to the generation that likes to go out and be at lounges, clubs, bars, hookah lounges, all that stuff. <laughs> like, please be safe out there. Be safe out there in the streets. And patient that part i was just about to say don't rush things mm -hmm. because, because we can feel like we're on like a clock a ticking clock and like i know it doesn't always feel great to like to be single and you want to find that like you know love but like mm -hmm. don't rush it because then you're going to like you know settle for less than what you're worth and nobody should ever do that mm -hmm. No, we always want the best. So thank you once again for being here. And and um, uh, where can they find you? Like your Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Like plug all of that. Oh, so um, you guys can follow me on Instagram at in the cut underscore Christian. That is in the cut spelled with a K underscore Christian, like the religion. Um, you can find me on TikTok at Chef underscore Jolie, and you can find me on YouTube at Chef underscore Jolie. Follow him. He has really great spelled, content. Uh, spelled <laughs> J-O-E-L-Y. <laughs> Follow him, you guys. He has great content, and he's very, very, very eloquent and awesome on TikTok and all of those. <laughs> thank you so much. So thank you for being here, and y'all already... Y'all, y'all already know what to do. Stay blessed and stay beautiful. <laughs> okay, we're gonna.